I have to tell the people about the Patreon. Yes, you do. Patreon.com slash SMDB. SMDB, like so many damn books. For just a dollar, you can join up and you get access to all the exclusive content that I record just for the Patreon. Also, you get to join the book club. The So Many Damn Books book club. It's been some of the best conversations I've had about books. It really always sounds like a blast. I usually like come home and just hear like giggles coming from the library. So it's a great time. You should join. And I would love to have more people join the fray. You may or may not know that Christopher runs this whole show himself on the hosting side, on the technical side, everything. This is a one-man show, truly. He does it all. Support your boy Christopher. Even at the dollar level really helps. So uh, join up patreon.com slash smdb i'd love to have you patreon.com slash smdb on with the show choo choo on the train on the train we go on the subway train Mm mm-hmm new york into new york well we're already in new york that's where we record in brooklyn you got your tokens get on the train is that a pacino Hard to say. (laughs) (laughs) So many, so many, so many damn books. Yeah, well, welcome to So Many Damn Books, recorded in the damn library, which is inside of Brooklyn. Yes, it is. And we are doing what is now an annual episode. We can say it's annual. It is. It's true. This will be the third year. It's the third year of one book, one New York. And uh, this year, it's patty smith yeah just kids um but we are still going to do our other thing first oh yeah what do we do we're drinking coffee yes it's very patty yes i'm drinking iced coffee you're drinking hot coffee it, it feels like the last day that i'm gonna have the chance to drink hot coffee until october Oh, I guess you're right. You know? Yeah. Summertime. Summer's here. It is. It, it is here. It's, it's, uh, the days are now officially longer. Yeah. And we are ready for reading some good things. What did you, what did you buy? Should we talk about that first? Let's do that. Too? Or are we, I mean, yeah, that's the cocktail is there is no cocktail. Sometimes you have coffee instead. Yes. We'll put up a cocktail card that just says coffee. Ingredients, Coffee. coffee. <laughs> Put How your, to make it? Coffee. Put your coffee in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, okay. What did you buy, Drew? Um, uh, this is one of one of our ever-present, got sent it, didn't buy it. Um, Neil mm-hmm. Stevenson's new book. Oh, yeah. Fall or Dodge in Hell. Um I haven't read Neil Stevenson since I read Snow Crash. Hey, same. Ages ago. Um, but I've always wanted to, and I've always been like, and for whatever reason right now, I'm on a big, I want to read big books, and I want to read a bunch of big sci-fi books. Yeah. Like, I've been reading Max Gladstone, and like, just like, good summer, and this feels like it's going to be a, a nice doorstopper for a weekend in Prospect Park. I love I love that. I, I summer gives me a, a similar thing that I want to read the big books on my shelves. Yeah. Um I uh, this isn't as this isn't isn't as big of a book. I'm going to go next. Go for Are it. Are you done? 
Yeah. We don't have a guest, so I suppose. We keep like looking. <laughs> what about you, empty air? Um, so yeah, let's uh, talk about the what I bought now. Yes. Yes. What did you buy? Um, tell me, tell me, tell me. So I was in California for a week um, and I w- visit, visited so many of my old favorite bookstores mm-hmm. um, and didn't buy mostly anything because I have so many books at home. Sure. And I, and I actually it's a sign of maturity. That's growing up right there. Uh, um, I had maxed out my bags too. Like I was <laughs> like, I don't think I can add more books. Uh-huh. I have to buy little items if I'm gonna be souveniring. Um, but I did stop into a- Atlantis Fantasy World in Santa Cruz, which is the um, comic book shop that was immortalized in The Lost Boys. Uh. Um, and Joe was there. Joe, um, I've told this story on the show before, but I'm gonna repeat it. Um, he. I was I walked into the shop and I'm like I want to read some of these comic books that people keep telling me about <laughs> and he put um I think the Long December uh-huh. uh the Batman uh-huh. book um and Watchmen nice into my hands and said these are two good ones um and I said great and he was like look why don't you take those go home and read them and if you want to keep them uh come back and buy them Otherwise, just bring them back. Nice. And so, and when I brought them back, he talked to me for like an hour about both of them. And people in the store came and talked. And it was just like, it's that type of comic book store. Yeah, I love that. So I bought the third volume of Paper Girls just because that's a series that I'm in. And uh, I just love that store and wanted to support it as long as I was passing through. Hell yeah. Um, and then I also got some, sent something that I'm just like, it just rocketed to the top of the list. Um we went to the woods mm-hmm. by Kate Dolan Leach, um, which is described as the secret history meets the beach meets the Great Gatsby on the back. <laughs> and it's <laughs> which, just like, all right, okay, okay. And I guess it's just like a bunch of grad students decide, like, if the world's ending, let's start our own cool secret society, which makes sense to me. Yeah, I yeah. Can- looking at it, I'm like. I want to move with my friends to the woods. Yeah, I'm that ready. That sounds better than this. Yeah, well, maybe this is the cautionary tale we both I was going to say, because inevitably, you know, like... I don't think it goes well. Probably murder, drugs, It's like when stuff. what Erin Summers was saying, she was like, well, when she was on the show, she was like, well, something has to happen. <laughs> you can't just be really nice and maybe <laughs> yeah, and that's just have a nice the time. end of the story. <laughs> <laughs> they all enjoyed being by the pool. Anyway... We're New Yorkers. Yes. And we are participating in the now time uh, three year tradition. And um, there were so many interesting books that were um, up it, for the thing this year. It was a good, I, it felt like Just Kids had the leg up because it is of the five books that were up this year, far and away the most popular. Like people have read it already, mm-hmm. which I think is a boon. I, I think so too, in some ways. Um, in other ways, I wish for these um, types of everybody read this book to be more discovery based sometimes. Yeah. I wonder, you know, the way that this is set up is everyone actually, you know, votes for it online. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think a lot of people just go for the book they've heard of. And the other four, they're not slouches. Like, they're not like books that you might, but uh, that that no one's heard of. Yeah. I mean, it was uh, Minjin Lee's debut novel, um, Free Food for Millionaires. Uh-huh. Jacqueline Woodson's Another Brooklyn, which is what I voted for just because I really wanted the excuse to read it. Uh-huh. Um, A Place for Us by Fatima Farheen Mirza. Uh-huh. And Nilda by Nicolasa Moore. 
not unknown books. Like all four, all five of these books are are pedigreed in all kinds of ways. But I mean, Just Kids by Patti Smith is one of these like it it caused a huge stir when it came out. Oh yeah, and it and I also kind of forgot that that was only ten years ago. It's one of these books that just feels like I don't know weaved into literary life to mm-hmm. the point where just like you know it does have 150,000 reviews on Goodreads. Yeah. Um, you know, people have really read this book. And and it, I'd say, actually, I don't know if this is actually true, but looking back, I think it's the book I've seen the most in stoops. Like, sure. people read it and then they put it they out on their... They on, yeah. Their stoop in their, a very 70s way, I feel like. I would buy that. Uh-huh. So I don't know if that's actually true, but I feel like I, when I go through stoop books, Just Kids by Patti Smith is always in there. Yeah, I believe it. I mean, so I read it shortly after I moved to New York. I read it in 2011, just after it had come out in paperback. Um, I was 23 years old mm-hmm. and and fell very hard for the book in a way that like, I now, I give it to my interns when they finish their internships with me. Because <laughs> it is that like, I know that they are at a point almost exclusively, it's not to say that you can't be an older intern but almost exclusively they are 20 21 22 23 and it feels like the kind of thing to be like yes now go go make shit yeah go go, do a thing go make some art yeah it's a very inspiring book in that respect like it really is about art making yeah and just to give some context it's just it's really patty smith's um friendship with robert mapplethorpe Mm -hmm. in new york in the um, late 60s into the early 70s. Yeah. I mean, it it begins, begins and at her ends birth. With, with, well, it, but oh, she right. begins with, with Mablethorpe's death in 89. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is like, it is that slice. It's the Chelsea Hotel. It's and the she East had to Village. Kind of, she has to kind of do a record skip near the end to, to finish there. Yeah. Because um, they, just as friends do, they'd probably, they'd, grown apart at that point for a while yeah she had moved to detroit uh-huh. he was still here in new york yeah and so this is really about the time that they were actually living together often in like a single bed <laughs> um and you know lovers and um really i mean i the thing that i liked the most was just how much they really made each other be artists and yeah. do do your art they bet both were always telling them like oh you should be doing this now and taking that person very seriously. It's a portrait of a very supportive, loving friendship. It is It is a reminder that like the people in your life who are going to help you get to the thing that you want to do also have a thing that they want to do and you should help them just as much as they help you. Mm. Um, would, had you read it prior to now? No, I, I didn't read it um, until this last week. Huh. Um, because I just... I mean... These aren't my celebrities, you know. Right. Um, these aren't my people. So, so her like uh, brushing shoulders with the people that she's brushing shoulders with, they don't like cause like, ooh, look who's in this thing. It's more just like, oh, I think I've heard of them. You right. know, it's, right, right, right. These aren't my New York people, and I don't idolize the New York of the seventies the way that a lot of people do. Yeah. Or um, you know, I was thinking about Mad Men a lot while I was reading the first half because mm-hmm. it really that's one of the things that it was really making me think of it's just like this is going on at the same time like Ster- sterling cooper 
and Scoot Sterling Cooper Draper Price are um, happening like down the street. Yeah. That as well, you know, Patty's trying marijuana for the first time. Yeah. Um, which I, <laughs> which I kind of loved. Right. Um, and I and j- just like you could, I don't know, you can put those stories concurrently. Any New York stories of these time of the time. Totally. What did it make you think of? Like what what was um because I feel like this is an this this is the sort of book that's like a key text because there's so many like oh this book she's mm-hmm. always mentioning what they're reading she's always mentioning what's on the stereo. Oh yeah. Um I mean it I when I moved to New York I was living on 13th Street and 3rd Avenue in the East Village and my New York is it's not quite this New York like my uncle moved here in 83. Mm-hmm. And so all of the stories that I have are lensed sort of through the late 80s and early 90s the like after the city had started its climb out of the like the bottoming out of the 70s but it hadn't quite been giuliani disneyfied yet mm-hmm. um and so for me hearing about and like i'm i'm a musician my uncle is a musician i wanted right. to move here and i wanted to play these clubs like I've played the bitter end now, which is cool because I know that she has too. But like, also most of these clubs are all gone. Um, right, right. A, a lot of this is a is a New York that's really disappeared. Yeah, I and, mean the Chelsea Hotel has been closed for renovations oh God, our entire no. time that I've lived in New York, basically. Um, and and so there has been a lot of uh, there's definitely a nostalgia trip with this book for me. Of man, I missed this, and I think it if anything, instead of it being sort of the ways in which we always are idolizing the, the past that we missed sort of um, midnight in Paris style, there's, there's a real sense that like all of this is gone now. Mm-hmm. Like it just about it. Like Sam Shepard is dead. Um, that also, that whole sequence with him and Patty, like writing a play together. I tried to produce Cowboy Mouth when I moved to New York. Like that's so funny. I loved that. Um, the, in that sequence, she's like, she, you know, Sam was right. Writing a play is easy, and I'm just like, well, <laughs> first of all, you're sitting across from a guy who's already won a billion awards, yeah. and also like you're a creative person. <laughs> like, like easy for me. Like I just wanted like a. A the little, little asterisk. asterisk. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> right before that, I love that she meets him as a drummer. And she, yeah. and she just treats him as a drummer until someone's Has like, no clue. You know who that is, right? <laughs> Which is like a great, you know who that is moment. Yeah. Um, but also, like that, that world. And then since the book came out, like they hadn't talked. And then they like reconnected. They, they played music together. She was taking care of him at the end of his life. There's like, but because. Sam is a a part of my world. I was watching like I was watching a weird epilogue, not only to this but to all of the other stuff that she's written mm-hmm. so far. M Train and the poetry collections that I felt like it was playing out in front of me. Right, which was just it was something really. I don't know. I've I, I felt like I was part of New York suddenly. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is this is my story now too. Right. Right. I think, you know, reading this later um, as as a 32 year old, when everyone it mostly focuses on like her very early 20s. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I I feel like there are things in it that if I had read this when it came out, I would have really wanted parts of these lives and like Mm -hmm. really, um, I don't don't know, 
mythologized it yeah and and thought like oh i could have this this could be me too um when now i'm looking at it and i'm like oh that sounds terrible like being in that (laughs) tiny room um you know and she's talking about like how i don't know it's almost still romantic for her to have like lice in in, in the chelsea hotel i'm just like i just don't see this as a romantic moment or and and it's not like it's not like she's only portraying it that way she's saying like we struggled right um but i think i would have it's still through this haze of memory mm-hmm. that like makes it you know it's myth making it really absolutely, is absolutely and, and i think that those were the times that when when she actually stopped myth making and she was like just looking in a mirror or considering herself mm-hmm. those were my favorite parts of this because it's like there's so many good moments of just a person regarding and witnessing themselves because she was constantly trying to see like where am i and who am i Mm -hmm. totally um and i really liked those really quiet moments um and sometimes it's just it's from like a picture that um robert took of her yeah but oftentimes it's just after a party and she's thinking about it yeah i'd be curious to know what you thought about m train if Mm. you ever get around to reading it because it is it I I actually love it even more than just kids. I know I'm very much in the minority around that, but there is there's a lot more of that quiet reflection of sort of stock taking and how did I get here, right? As opposed to telling yourself the story of how you got here, a little bit more of just like, man, I've lived a life right. and now here I am, and wow. I liked um, finding out some of the um, legendary things about like the Chelsea hotel mm-hmm. about like that there were some people who could pay for their room with art yeah. um, and that, and that sort of ex- explanation um, of these New York places yeah. were, was kind of great. So I, I get why this is a great book for one book, New York, because it illuminates a uh, part of the city's history that you probably only read about or listened to in a rock song. Right. You know, it feels, it feels like the, Three years in, this this is the book that really feels like it it hits the sweet spot for One Book New York. Right. Last year, Manhattan Beach, you get a bit of that. It's like uncovering some history around the city, but it was relatively localized, and it, it was far enough away historically that you're not engaging with it. And then Americana, while a bunch of the book is, is set in New York, a bunch of it isn't. Right. And so it, it never feels quite like a New York book. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is like, it doesn't get much more New York than this. Like totally. this and The Great Gatsby and here is New York, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, there were moments that I really liked, like um, The Night of a Hundred Records, that, mm-hmm. that um, where they're just realized that they have a hundred singles exactly. Yeah. So they're just going to listen to all of them. Um, that that made me really happy. Um a book like this, I always want it to be more illuminated than it is. There's already photographs in here, yeah, um, and a, and a couple like scans of of pages of things. I think they might have done a, an illustrated edition sometime recently. That that well, I mean, the 10th anniversary is next year. I'm sure if they oh, have yeah. if they have done that already, they they will put it out again. Right. I don't know. I don't know if I'm too old for it or maybe i'm old enough that i didn't f- get caught up in the way that i might have i wonder and- if it goes in in waves too oh, i can imagine point. a world where at 23 
this is this book is biblical. Like your talisman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And ten years later, after you've lived in New York for a while, it's like ah, uh, like I fought through that stuff, and it's very nice to have a little bit of security now. Right. But then ten years from now, if there's like a little bit of man, remember our twenties, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. I I guess that that could be it. Maybe you know I, I did just go through California, so. Mm-hmm. That could be part of the part yeah. of it is like I've already gone down my twenties memory lane pretty dang recently. <laughs> yeah. Um and yeah, so maybe I was not in the right mindset to truly found, fall down into her twenties as well. Yeah. Hmm. I'm realizing that I should ask. I have not I've only one of my interns has ever actually followed up with me after reading this book. <laughs> I should check in with all of them. I wonder if mm. it just sits with. A if nice any of you assholes are re- listening to this right now, <laughs> let me tell you what. I'll be calling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Frame that as a warning. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, if you're out there in New York, there are a bunch of events going on throughout the summer and into the fall patty's doing some of them but also like every library branch is doing stuff this is it is a fun opportunity to remember that we are all one big crazy lovely community and we're a literary city yeah i mean that's that's just true yeah um and it's fun to actually have like here here's a a way to engage with the literariness of the city yeah so you know go out and do it yeah Or, or <laughs> if, if you've already like, read it, if you're not interested in it, yeah, we have something else instead. We do. It's um, it's about that time of year. We're halfway through. So, uh, we've done this. I think last two. Uh, this also is becoming. I think this is a three-year thing, uh, maybe longer. But we are. Uh, we're gonna do our best of the year so far. Yeah. And so these are. Um, we chose two books each, and then we agreed on two books yeah uh and all of the caveats this is a snapshot of where we are in the year so far right and we also said that we these only books that have actually come out by the time that this has come out yes so but if both of us had to cross a handful of things off of our lists and we were like that's still not out yeah the the i tell you folks the burdens do the book podcast <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> we are so burdened by this thing we make ourselves do oh goodness um uh, right. Do you want to start? Yeah, I'll do one of my my personal titles. Oh yeah, great. Um, which is actually I I know that you're not you weren't caught under the spell of this book like I was. Um, but Bowl Away mm-hmm. by Elizabeth McCracken. My God, I love this book. Um, it's it, it makes a lot of sense. I'm a deep appreciator of whimsy, <laughs> and this book is basically like made of whimsy. Um, you know tied together by butterflies and <laughs> it's so um all the details and all of the ways that the because it's not really you even like a um a plotted novel in the right. way that some novels lots of other books are it's um it's notions and follows characters down paths and doesn't follow other characters um as much and i don't know i was just totally in um elizabeth mccracken's thrall and uh, it made me think of Pushing Daisies, honestly. That was, and, and Ed. <laughs> that, Ed. That NBC wow. television show about the bowling alley lawyer. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, it, I actually just, you know, Brian Fuller out in the universe. Um, 
when you're done bringing back pushing daisies, which is your <laughs> should Long be job overdue, number one. Friend. Uh, job number two is I think you have the chops to make bowl away into a cred- incredible TV series or something. Yeah. Oh, I can see that for um, sure. So yeah, that's my number one. One of the first things that I read this year that I was just like, wow, this is fantastic. I love reading nice. and books. <laughs> uh, Drew, what about um, you? I am also going to pick a book that I know that you were not as wild about. Uh, Susan Choi's Trust Exercise. Mm-hmm. That That book clobbered me over the head when I read it on vacation in February. And it's one of those books that I just keep thinking about because uh, depending on the day i am more or less taken with the actual like literary daring do that she pulls off Mm -hmm. but just theater camp and the idea of the things that we do when we are kids and how do we translate those into the adults that we become and the story the stories that we tell Mm -hmm. both ourselves and each other about how we got here um i've i've been thinking a lot about it and that book has just sort of remained in the top of my mind so far this this year i think because i've been thinking so much about it Mm -hmm. um and the that first wait did you just say you were thinking about it and that's why you've been thinking about it i've been thinking about (laughs) the concept and that's why i've been thinking about the book okay (laughs) (laughs) thank you for uh, the clarity (laughs) um should we do one of our one of our joint picks? Oh yeah, let's do um let's talk uh, a book that someone brought us. Oh um, yes. Uh Leanne Shapton brought, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. She brought Women Talking by Miriam Tevs. And yeah. my gosh, if you guys didn't jump on that to read it with us, um jump on it now. It's because just it's just a fantastic and important book for our current cultural moment. Mm-hmm. And it's will be, I mean, I also think it's just an instant classic. I can, I think this is an incredible achievement. Oh yeah. I mean, it upends just about everything that you think you can do with a novel. Yeah. I mean, I, if, if the idea of experimental literature makes you pause, like still get this because it is an incredibly satisfying read and the plot is tight. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very much you're you're caught up. Yeah, um, and I mean, great language. In great a week characters. when the cover of New York Magazine is a woman accusing a very 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 powerful person of rape, mm-hmm. this is like the book is never going to be any less timely. Unfortunately, in an unfortunate way, yes. but probably for the foreseeable future. Right. So yeah. that's that's a good one. Um. Do All you right. want to do another one of your, or do you want me you to? You do. Um, oh, man. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping. Um, we can do a, one of our, another one of our both picks if you want. No. Uh, oh, yes. That's what I'm going to do because then we can go backwards and it'll give me a minute to mentally coin flip between the other two. Okay. Um, our other, our other both pick is Seth's Clyde Fans. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Which, I mean, that book is just, it's truly something else. It is. And, um, it is so cool that I we found out about it because it was pitched to as a choice for the show mm-hmm. from John and Quarterly, which is one of those um, mythologically great uh, oh yeah publishers yeah um, up there in the cold climes. <laughs> I actually went to the John and Quarterly store when I was in Canada, and it is a, an amazing cool bookstore. Just all like every single book that they've got 
um, on a on a stand, you're just like, oh, that looks amazing. What is that? Um, such a great bookstore, and and Clyde Fans is just an incredible book. Um, you, I remember when Seth was describing it to us, and he's just like, <laughs> so obviously, <laughs> like you should read this book about melancholy and two old men. Yeah, um, but you should. Yeah, I mean, it's just you'll, it's huge, mm-hmm. and yet it flashes by, mm-hmm. not unlike a life. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's, just, but it's like it's the kind of book that makes you spout those weird platitudes. Yes. Because it's the only it's the only way to describe it, right? Um, a towering achievement. <laughs> yeah, and it's just a it's also um, just a lovely object. Um, yes, as it's just on a shelf and pulling it down and flipping through it, it's you just feel this. I don't know the the mood. I find myself grinning when I see it in a store. Yeah, like oh, someone's gonna buy that. Yeah, because I hope they do. Yes, it's expensive. We hope but it's, it's you. Worth it. It's worth every penny. Um, in a way that you might worry with graphic novels. I mean, you know, like things mm-hmm. do flash by and mm-hmm. this does take a few reads to get through. Um, yes. But yeah. Yeah. I think we've we've, s- we've, we've sold we you all on that one. You guys, every single one of you is going to buy it. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll go and then you can end. Okay. How about that? Sure. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, another guest. Um, this was so cool having Mona Awad on the show because oh, yeah. um, I loved Bunny and I, um, as I told her, I really shy away from books that are about writing mm-hmm. in general. Um, I, I don't like to read books that are specifically about novelists very much. Um, and I especially don't like, to, didn't think I liked to read books about an MFA program um, <laughs> because, you know, I lived it. And also often it seems like, they have a, a weird axe to grind. Right. Um, and this, like, this is a weird axe to grind, and it was amazing. <laughs> it's a very, it's a capital W yeah. weird axe to grind. Um, and she's such, I mean, like, to to look at an MFA program and be like, yeah, this is a huge opportunity for horror. Um, I completely understand. Mm-hmm. And I think that's <laughs> why I loved it, is that it was like, a, a, it was a satirization of the MFA process. Yes. Um, towards horror and that was a great way and lens to look at frankly i wish more things took their satirization lens towards horror yeah you know and um yeah i just think that you as even if you haven't been in an mfa program it's such a bizarre book that you just eat it up because you you literally can't <laughs> know what's going to happen next because at every turn it's like, well, that is the craziest way <laughs> for this to have gone. Um, and yeah, I'm smiling talking about it because it made me so happy while I was reading it. Yeah. And you know, that was also, she was a totally fun person to chat oh, with. Just a delight. So all, all in all bunny. Nice. Okay. Did you decide? I did. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to sort of cheat. I was uh, for a long time. I was thinking Ally Smith's Spring, because mm-hmm. uh, uh, the seasonal quartet is just uh-huh. so awesome. But honestly, I was realizing I said it earlier that I've been on this kick of reading like some big sci-fi books and having a blast yeah. with it. And I recommended it on the last episode. Um, Arcady Martin's A Memory Called Empire is is the book that kicked me off on this this jaunt that I've been on. Totally. Um, and I just. It's unlike anything I've ever read. It's still rattling around in my mind. I'm comparing everything else that I'm reading to it as they're talking about 
galactic empires and stuff and i'm like okay but talk to me sort of about the like anthropological side of this <laughs> which is also admittedly very much my kind of thing okay um but i i mean that it, makes me think of episode one when they're talking about like the trade federation um and like <laughs> <laughs> a little bit except for like genuinely interesting oh, okay it's because i mean look <laughs> I understand talking about it's like a, a sci-fi space opera that's about like an ambassador visiting the seat of an empire and the sort of like political machinations does start to veer a little bit towards trade federation space mm -hmm. but there's plenty there's a ton of action in it and there's just she's so she's she manages to make it a very human story right a story that is unlike frank frankly in 1999 the trade federation everybody was like blockades what the fuck like it's not <laughs> nowadays maybe that stuff would play because mm -hmm. i guess we're all a little more engaged with knowing what it means to start a trade war mm -hmm. um but this it also she does such a compelling job of sowing seeds of stuff that's going to happen in the future uh -huh. so like there's big political upheaval and and chases and all of that fun stuff that happens in this book and also, the whole time, you know that there is darkness on the edge of space. And you don't know what it is, but you know it's coming. And at the end of the book, you still know we haven't dealt with any of that stuff. Right. And so you're like, well, what comes next? Totally. In a way that, that makes, you know, the AP, the AP Euro kid in me thrilled. Where totally. I'm like, I do know what came next for those empires. And even when I was learning that history, I wanted to know. And it's that same thrill gotcha and now i've just been in the stars for like the last month and it's great <laughs> wow so that's our top six yeah you guys we'll see check check back with us in six months to see if any of those books make it into the top six a couple did a couple have in the past which is always fun yeah um it's, it goes to show the the year is often set up to privilege books that are published later in the year films that come out later in the year records that come out later in the year mm-hmm we're here to tell you there's good stuff published the all year half. round. Yes. So go off and read. Tell us what's in your top six or top three so yeah. far. Um, and, and, you know, now we can en engage with you after you've read um, Just Kids as well. Indeed. So it, once you read Just Kids, talk to us about that too. All the places at So Many Damn Books. And, uh, you know, leave us those iTunes reviews and those um, five-star reviews. They really matter and they really help us and uh go to our patreon check us out throw us some bucks if you got them if you want to we're we're figuring out what we're going to do next and we have some great ideas yeah oh this is probably this is a decent time to tell you that we're going to take a little summer break too oh yes we'll be we back are. in a month instead of in two weeks yes we are taking a little break you know it's gonna be july 4th gotta go to the beach gotta go to the mountains gotta read some of these longer books that read we want to read longer books i re i gotta read lonesome dove oh yes can't you welch do. on the bat uh-huh um so you know takes a little time we'll there is you know a season there is it's turn, true. turn turn oh geez okay bye bye <laughs>